Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Pastor Jim's desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application to our daily lives. Do you ever feel like you need to hide from people? Maybe you don't necessarily feel like hiding, but you at least feel like you have to put on a mask to be around people. Well, Pastor Jim teaches from Genesis chapter 27 today, and we see that Jacob has to pretend to be his brother Esau to receive affection from his father. Although humans are likely to hurt and disappoint each other, we can always trust God with our true, authentic selves. Nothing we say or do will make him stop loving us. Well, let's join Pastor Jim in the book of Genesis chapter 27 as he continues his message, Sinners in the Hand of a Gracious God. A lot of people quit Christianity because they say it's not turning out the way I expected it to. Well, if it just made everybody's life a hundred times easier, now there should be less self-inflicted pain, don't get me wrong, but if it just made everybody's life a lot, a lot easier, then the whole world would sign up just for that and there'd just be billions and billions of false converts everywhere, not that there aren't anyway, but but that's not what it, it, it's it's about. We saw this way back, those of you who are younger don't really remember this, but we saw this way back in the, not way back, but in the 2000-2009 recession. A lot of people had the attitude of, well, I served God, you know, I volunteered at the church, I, I gave money, I read my Bible, I prayed, and I lost my house, I lost my job, I had to declare bankruptcy, this, this is what I get. And to be honest with you, I see a little shades of it happening now, and now it's just the worry phase for a lot of people. But let's remember that God has promised that we are rich people, and maybe not here on earth, but we are going to get a great inheritance. And back then, uh, we were just kind of getting going as a church. Terrible time to start a church, by the way. Um, but we were, we were just getting going, and we saw people take matters into their own hands and just did their own thing pursued the American gods of wealth and comfort and prosperity, and a lot of people lost their faith. Or if they didn't totally lose it, it was just really, really weakened. And, and I know some that I still, every once in a while, hear from, they still really have never kind of bounced back from that. You know, this is something, you know, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all ways just as we are. This is something that Satan tried with Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. He takes Jesus up to the top of a mountain. Jesus just, this is thousands, you know, centuries later from where we are here in Genesis, and Jesus is, begins his ministry. Takes, Satan takes him up to the top of the mountain. By the way, he's the other guy with the shortcut. Um, and, and he shows him all the kingdoms of the world. And he says this, Matthew 4, 9, and he said to him, Satan says to Jesus, all these things I will give you if you will fall or bow down and worship me. So what does he say? Hey, there's a shortcut to get everything that you are going to get. You know, you and I both know you're going to get it, but let me give you the shortcut. You can get it right now. But, but what, if he gets it right now, what, is it, what he doesn't have to do? He doesn't have to go to the cross. So you can get it now without the pain, without the pain. You can get it now without the cross. And Jesus is like, um, no. <laughs> right? That's the way we have to be with that stuff. We have to be just like, no, no. And, and, and when you know something's wrong and you make the decision not to do it, don't look back. Don't look back. Re the Bible says, remember Lot's wife. 
She looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt when she looked, gazed back at the, at, the, at the terrible life of Sodom and Gomorrah. And so we don't, we don't want to look back at that. 2 Timothy 2.5, after Jesus ascended to heaven, says this, and also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned, or not, in other words, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. So we obey the Lord, trusting him to fulfill his promises. And it's simply a matter of faith. It's simply a matter of faith. Verse 11 through 17, and Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. So what does he say? Sorry, Mom, uh, I don't think this plan will work. Now, if you look in your Bibles, if you have the, one of the versions I'm using, it's the word skinned is actually in italics, which means it was added by the translators, uh, sometimes to make it easier for us to understand, I think sometimes to confuse us. But at any rate, uh, but he really says, I'm a smooth man. And uh, as we go on in his life, we're going to see he thinks he really is a smooth man, right? And he's not, but he's, he's just, he's a schemer. He's always trying to do stuff, and yet God is going to use his life. Verse 12, perhaps my father will feel me and see, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, let your curse be on me, my son. She goes, don't worry, I'll take the blame. You, if you get caught, don't worry about it. And these are grown men. It's not like they're little kids, right? They're grown men. He says, don't worry about it, I'll take the blame. Only obey my voice and go get them for me. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice or the best clothes uh, of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house and put them on Jacob, her younger son. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling that Jacob was a, I mean, Esau was a bigger guy, right? So maybe I just have this vision of this guy trying on these clothes and like, where are my hands? Like, you know, Tom Hanks in big or something like that. And um, she put them on and verse 16 says, and she put the skins of the kids, uh, of the kids of the goats on his hand. So she takes the hair from the goat that she made in the food and she puts it on his hands. Why are you all ladies making faces? You don't want your husband dressing like that? <laughs> and, um, and on the smooth part of his neck, really. Hey, honey, I like when you rub the back of my neck. I'll take that goat hair off, would you? <laughs> so, the, so the plan is in motion. Then she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So at first, Jacob hesitates to go along with the plan. He's like, Mom, this plan, is just, I, I don't see it happening. Now, we'd like to think it was his conscience. I don't think that's what it is. I think he just thinks this plan won't work. This thing is going to backfire. You know, dad, dad may be blind, but he's not dumb. You know, he, he's going he's to figure this out. But Mommy talks him into it, and she'll even take the blame as long as her favorite son gets the blessing. So she'll do anything she has to do, even deceive her own husband to make sure her favorite son gets the blessing. So this is uh, like the first Halloween in the Bible, uh, okay? So, so no, Halloween's not in the Bible. Okay, so she dresses him up like Esau, right? I have this picture of this guy like dressed up like a wolf man or something like that. And so she's dressed up. 
So also Jacob gets the blessing from his father. So we see some things about this. Why would he want this blessing? Well, we'll see that it's a father's desire for a prosperous life in every way for his son. The blessing's a little bit different than the inheritance, but, it, but it's a blessed life for his son. Um, it, it's, in essence, having his father say to him, which he should say anyway. Did you hear that, dads? He should say that anyway. I see that all that God has for you, giving him you know, an, an encouragement that Jacob probably never got from his father because his, because his father played favorites. It was always like, Esau, you're the best. And Jacob, probably, why can't you be more like Esau? And, and so it was just not a great, a great thing. The blessing was so important to them. And they, it's interesting that they think that they can steal it. You, you can't, you have to get a blessing from somebody else, don't you? And you, and you, can't, you can't steal it. It's just, and by the way, what good would a blessing be that you could steal? That's not, that's not it. And, and you, so you, you can't steal it. We'll see that you can't take it back. Now, the, so this is a very important thing to them. The blessing was super important to them. It's not like us. You know, we're just like, oh, you're such a blessing. You're such a blessing. Like that's, it's not like that at all. It's a very, very serious, serious thing. You know, it's not like, um, you know, somebody sneezes and you're like, oh, God bless you. God bless you. I don't, I, I don't know. Have you ever be at a light and look next to the person next to you and they're sneezing? I'm always wondering if they're like, God bless me. <laughs> like, I, do any of you do that? I don't do that. But uh, some of you are scratching your head or you're raising your hand. I can't tell. Um, but, but so it's a really important thing. But they're going to try and steal the blessing. And the, one of the curses of humanity is that, is that we think that we can sin and not get hurt. We think that we can sin and not hurt other people. But sin does hurt others, and it costs a lot. And quite often, the results are just so destructive and so devastating. And this will be the case with these two brothers. Their relationship is never really essentially going to be the same. And often, we try to reason with ourselves. And by the time we're reasoning with ourselves, it's often too late. We're often halfway down the road or, or three-quarters of the way down the road or almost all the way down the road. And even when we seems like we get away with it, we reason with ourselves that it's okay and maybe you get away with it once and then twice and then three times and, or, or you just, you know, you're not going to fess up to it. Back early in the Bible, Genesis chapter 4, Cain was angry and the Lord said to him, if you do well, okay, will you not be accepted? Just, man, just obey me. Just do what I say. And I, listen, I want you as part of my family, right? I don't want you living in rebellion and hatred to me. He says, and if you do not do well, know this, that, or it says sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. Did you ever think about that? That sin's desire is for you. And then he says, but you shall rule over it. The, some Bible versions, I, I, I love the illustration or the word picture is sin is crouching at your door. 
It's like right outside the door. It's kind of knocking on the door. It wants to come in, and you have to decide, are you going to let it in, or are you going to be like, no, you're not coming in? But what happened? He let, him, he let it in, and he ends up killing his brother. Verse 18 says, so he, Jacob, went to his father and said, my father, and he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? So his, his sight is failing. He's like, is this Esau? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. Now that's a lie. At least the first part is he's not Esau, but, but in God's eyes, he was the firstborn. Okay. I have done just as you have told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, And so Isaac's not exactly sure of, of, something doesn't seem right to him. And so he says, but Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? So we would be like, what'd you do, get takeout? I mean, (laughs) there's no way, there's no way you went out there, hunted, came back and cooked it, no way. And he said, this is bad. What Jacob says is bad. Bad, because the Lord your God brought it to me. It was all the Lord. (laughs) Another version says, he granted me success. So he lies to his father by bringing in a bunch of spiritual mumbo jumbo, right? If you're going to lie, don't bring the Lord into it, right? Don't bring the Lord into it. Verse 21, Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near. He's not, he's not sold on all this. Come closer, that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near Esau's father, and he felt him, okay, and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Now, I wonder if Jacob was practicing. How do I sound, Mom? <clears throat> hey, Pop, it's me. <laughs> right? Mom, how do I sound? Hey, Bob, it's me. (laughs) And he did not recognize him, Jacob, because his hands were hairy, like his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. Then he said, are you really my son Esau? So here's his chance to tell the truth. He said, I am. So he lies again. He said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's game so that, I, so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Now, I would imagine that Jacob is very, very nervous. Very nervous. Uh, not because of, of a sin, but that he probably thinks he's going to get caught. Because he's probably got to imagine, like, Esau is going to come storming through that door any minute, right? And I'll be for dinner. <laughs> you know, I'll end up in the pot, right? Because he's a, he's a wild man. And Isaac's asked the question, how did you get all of this so fast? And as we will see in Jacob's life, he is a seasoned liar. Oh, it was the Lord. It was the Lord. Isaac is still not convinced. He says, you sound like Jacob. Come closer. Let me, let me, let me feel you. But then his, his hunger begins to take over. 
He's like, uh, okay, I guess it's you. Let's eat. <laughs> he didn't really seem to care. So Jacob brings the food and the wine. Isaac doesn't notice or care that the venison tastes like goat. <laughs> this don't taste like no goat I ever, no venison I ever ate, right? But he doesn't care. He's just going to eat. Now, there's some things that we need to look, think about here that are very, very sad here, very sad. Jacob has to dress up like his brother to get his father's blessing. That is a really, really sad thing, a really sad thing. He has to dress himself up to cover his sin. He's going to lie, but he's got to put a costume on, a mask on, if you will. And then he, and then he uses godly lingo to sound spiritual to his father, to kind of deceive his father, to get him off track. I mean, how sad is, is, is that, that it would come to that? So two soul-searching questions for all of us. Do you have to dress up to come to church? Now, I'm not talking about on Sunday, do you, you know, do you make sure you look good or something like that? And, you know, we go through phases in the church here where some, some years the, the ladies, a lot of ladies are wearing dresses and a lot of years they're not. And that's fine. The men always look like slobs. Um, <laughs> we're just trying to make you girls look good. <laughs> so, but, but, but I, don't mean, I don't mean your clothing. But do you have to put a false face on to come to church. And if you feel like you can't put that false face on, do you stay home? This should be the church you want to run to when you're really hurting. So, so we can all love on you. And, and we're all going to go through those times. It's not like anybody's exempt from those times. And so, and so do you have to put that false face on? Do you, do you, have, to, do you have to act like somebody else to come to church? Do you have to act like somebody you're not? Like he's doing right here. He is acting like somebody he's not to get in good with his father. Do you, do you feel that way? I hope that you don't. I hope that you don't. I, I, the thought of that actually kind of makes me a little bit nauseous. That, that, that we would feel that we have to pretend who we are. Soul-searching question number two. Do you feel like you can be really who you are in front of your heavenly father? Like when you know things are wrong in your life, are you afraid to talk to him about it? Like, like he doesn't know? Like are you... Are you you know, somebody just cleared their throat. That's how it is sometimes me with God. I sit down and read my Bible, and he's like, <clears throat> you, I'm talking to you. I'm like, is nobody else here? <laughs> right? But do, do, you, do you feel that way? Do you feel like you have to sort of like even dress yourself up or look spiritual to God to try and talk to him? And now, if, that's a, if, if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to really think about how sad that really is. 
that you, you, you can't be, you know, who you are. You know, the old expression goes that God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. Verse 26 says, then his father, uh, Isaac, said to him, come near, come closer, some versions say, now and kiss me, my son. I wonder, was that the way he normally treated Esau? And did Jacob have to dress up like Esau to get that affection from his father? Verse 27, and he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, surely, some versions I like what better says, ah, ah, the smell of my son, like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. So verse 28 and 29, he gives him the blessing. There's three blessings. Number one, the land. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven of the fatness of the earth, some versions say the richness of the land and plenty or an abundance of grain and wine. That's the blessing. I, I, I give you that blessing. The second is a, ble- a blessing, if you will, for political supremacy. Let the people, verse 29, let the people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, over your relatives, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. That would include who? Esau. The third is is the fate of what it will be like for the people and how they treat you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you. These are very similar to the blessings that God gave to Abraham and Jacob will be blessed and the entirety of this world has been blessed through Jacob because of eventually he's in the family line of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 30 says this, Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. Uh Uh-oh. He had also made savory fruit and brought it to his father and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game that your soul may bless me. All right, so he's like, here we go. And his father Isaac said to him, who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly. Some versions say violently. And said, who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me. I ate it all before you came and I have blessed him. And indeed, look at this, he shall be blessed. So he's confident that whoever he blessed will be blessed because the blessing can't be taken back. So why did, why did he tremble exceedingly or violently? I think it comes down to this. I, I think he realized that he's been fighting God and he has lost, right? He has totally lost. Now, it's interesting, when you go to the New Testament, it says this, Hebrews eleven twenty, which a lot of people would be like, well, this doesn't seem to work at all. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. You say, well, what kind of faith is this? He tried to go behind God's back. I think it's because in the, it's in these words that he, he, indeed he shall be blessed 
that, that Isaac knows that what God said he would do, even though he tried to trick, you know, even God, if you will, that the promise will come true. In other words, he believed in the promise. It's just that the way he went to try and do it was wrong. It seems when he said again, indeed, he would be blessed, he knew God would keep the promise that he made to Abraham. When he trembled, I think he knew that he was in the presence of God. Like he, 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 that finally his spiritual eyesight returns to him and that, that God's plan, not his, would prevail. And sometimes being in the presence of God is, is an absolute wonderful thing. But sometimes it is the scariest thing you could ever imagine in your whole life. And if you haven't been there, I've been there. It is really scary. Because you know that it could squash you like a bug. Thank you for spending the last half hour with Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Changed by Love is designed to help you deepen your relationship with Christ no matter where you are in your journey. Teaming with Changed by Love financially makes it possible to reach thousands, many more than you and I could reach on our own. We are stronger together than we could ever be apart. Please consider a generous gift today. Give safely and securely online at changedbyloveradio.org. You'll find our address there too if you'd rather send a check. You can always reach us by phone at 862-217-9686. It takes a team to encourage thousands. You and Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney. changedbyloveradio.org.